I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Over the span of two decades and a dozen movies, from relatively modest adamantium-clawed beginnings, to a time-hopping ensemble epic, to profanity-laced R-rated carnage, the mutants of Marvel's X-Men became the most successful property in history for Fox. But rather than leading the series in a promising new direction, the new mutants instead faced creative differences, corporate disruption, constant delays, and a global crisis, and ultimately brought Fox's X-Men movie franchise to a quiet close. Switch on Cerebro and concentrate, as we find out what the fuck happened to this movie. In 2014, the X-Men movie series had its biggest achievement to that point, with Days of Future Past, combining two generations of the sprawling mutant cast into one box office blockbuster. That same year, Fox had another hit with the adaptation of romantic drama The Fault in Our Stars. That movie's director, Josh Boone, also happened to be a longtime Marvel Comics fanatic, especially the X-Men and its various titles like The New Mutants. Together with his writing partner, Nate Lee, Boone assembled an illustrated pitch for a trilogy of New Mutants movies, with each presented as a unique kind of horror movie. X-Men producer Simon Kinberg and the studio agreed that the concept could provide an interesting new twist for the mutant franchise, and by May of 2015, Boone had a deal to make The New Mutants a reality. This first movie would loosely adapt the Demon Bear saga from early New Mutants comics, a famous story arc from writer Chris Claremont and artist Bill Sienkiewicz, where a monstrous other-dimensional entity preys on the young students at Charles Xavier's school. Boone was also a hardcore fan of horror fiction, particularly the work of Stephen King, and wanted to apply some of those sensibilities to the X-Men cinematic universe. As development progressed over the next couple of years, the script would go through many drafts, and many hands. Along with Boone and Lee, there were, allegedly, at least a half-dozen other writers involved, including Boone's The Fault in Our Stars screenwriters Scott Neustetter and Michael H. Weber, all trying to find the story's balance and appease the studio. While Boone and Lee had wanted to dive deeper into horror, Fox preferred to soften the terror and make more of a young adult thriller, like The Breakfast Club meets The Shining. Eventually, everyone was in agreement on the general tone, but there were some additional complications in the X-Universe. Early versions of the script intended to have the story set in the 1980s, after the events of X-Men Apocalypse, with James McAvoy's Professor Xavier and Alexandra Shipp's Storm playing major roles as mentors to the new students. But when Apocalypse was released in May 2016, it was a financial and critical disappointment compared to the monumental success of Days of Future Past and the R-rated Deadpool, which clearly demonstrated that the world of mutants could go in a radically different direction and still be embraced by audiences. Opting to distance the new mutants from Apocalypse, the timeline was reworked to an undisclosed period, with the adult leadership role now filled by Dr. Cecilia Reyes, an X-Men comic character with the mutant ability to project force fields. As for the young mutants themselves, the filmmakers selected a core team of five favorites, Wolfsbane, Mirage, Sunspot, Cannonball, and Magic, all of whom were part of the classic Demon Bear storyline from the early comics. The first actor aboard was Maisie Williams, right when Game of Thrones was really hitting its peak of popularity as Arya Stark was undergoing her assassin training in Bravos, Josh Boone knew he wanted Williams to play Rain Sinclair, the sensitive shape-shifting mutant Wolfsbane, and he persuaded her to join the project even before an initial script had been finished. Hot off the critically acclaimed horror movie The Witch and M. Night Shyamalan's thriller Split, Anya Taylor-Joy was chosen to play surly Russian Ilyana Rasputin, the teleporting mutant called Magic. In the comics, Ilyana is the younger sister of Peter Rasputin, better known as the metallic mutant strongman Colossus. 
Boone had originally planned to include a scene in The New Mutants featuring Colossus, particularly after his prominent appearance in Deadpool, but it was ultimately trimmed from the script for budgetary and narrative reasons. For the role of Sam Guthrie, the awkward blast-powered mutant cannonball, Boone's The Fault in Our Stars actor Nat Wolf was considered, before Charlie Heaton of the smash Netflix series Stranger Things landed the part. Henry Zaga, who had done a season of MTV's popular Teen Wolf series and Netflix's 13 Reasons Why, scored the role of Roberto da Costa, the solar-enhanced mutant Sunspot. This new movie's version would disregard the iteration of the character from Days of Future Past. Finally, after an international search, the key role of Native American mutant Danielle Moonstar went to relative newcomer Blue Hunt, who had appeared on the CW's Vampire Diaries spin-off series, The Originals. The quintet of super-powered teens was complete. Rosario Dawson, who had her own Marvel history from playing Claire Temple on the various Netflix shows, was initially attached to play Dr. Reyes. When she moved on from the production, Alisi Braga was instead cast as the supervisor with mysterious motives. Rather than taking place at the familiar school for gifted youngsters of the previous X-Men movies, the New Mutants would be set at Millbury Hospital, a sort of holding facility for young mutants recovering from traumatic experiences related to their powers. During their treatment there, they start to find themselves haunted by their greatest fears brought to life. The Fox movie began filming in April of 2017, with a planned release date in April of 2018. Most of the shoot occurred in Massachusetts at Medfield State Hospital, an abandoned asylum that had also been used in Martin Scorsese's Shutter Island. Boone was a big fan of A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, using it as a touchstone for his vision of the new mutants. Cinematographer Peter Deming would help contribute to the unsettling tone thanks to his own experience from work on Evil Dead 2, The Cabin in the Woods, and three of the four Scream movies. During production, Boone was reportedly frustrated with having to dial down the horror elements in order to meet the studio's contractually required PG-13 certification, but he still hoped to push the boundaries of the rating. The director also prioritized the use of practical effects whenever possible to retain the aesthetic of the 80s horror movies that had inspired him. Artist Bill Sienkiewicz even visited the set, serving as an unofficial consultant for the story and characters he had originally brought to the printed page. All things considered, principal photography on The New Mutants actually went reasonably smoothly. It wasn't until after filming wrapped that the drama really began. At the beginning of September 2017, while Boone was still capturing the final days of shooting, the R-rated adaptation of Stephen King's It arrived in theaters. The movie was an immediate box office phenomenon, earning $700 million worldwide and becoming the most successful horror movie of all time. With dollar signs dancing across their eyes, the studio that was previously reluctant to embrace the filmmaker's desired horror aspects suddenly shifted position at whiplash speed. A month later, Fox released a teaser trailer for The New Mutants that totally leaned into the horror angle. Set to an eerie rendition of Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, the trailer was filled with disturbing imagery, including the haunted wall sequence that didn't even make it into the movie's final cut. The early glimpse presented the new mutants as a dark tale of terror that just happened to feature characters from Marvel Comics. Audiences and X-Men fans seemed impressed. The trailer promised something unexpected and distinctly different, a hardcore superhero horror movie. The problem? That wasn't the movie Boone had actually made, because Fox hadn't let him. So, the studio wanted reshoots to make the movie significantly scarier. There were rumors that it would require substantially more than the standard pickups that are baked into most productions, with as much as half the movie supposedly getting reshot and new characters being included. The release date was moved from April 2018 all the way out to February 2019, allowing for necessary scheduling and additional photography. 
there was another wrench tossed in the gears, and it was thrown by Hollywood's proverbial 800-pound gorilla. In late 2017, Disney announced their intention of acquiring Fox and its assets. While that kind of colossal business deal would cause disruption under any circumstances, it raised particular questions about the future of the X-Men movie franchise, since the purchase meant that the characters could finally become part of the proper Marvel Cinematic Universe. As the merger continued behind the scenes, the New Mutants was delayed yet again, this time losing its February 2019 release date to X-Men sequel Dark Phoenix and moving out further to August of 2019. The cast was continually asked about the intended reshoots and unrelated interviews, and had no information to provide. Even producer Simon Kinberg was unsure of the movie's plans, stating in May of 2019 that they still hadn't figured out exactly what the reshoots would entail, or when they would be able to reschedule with the increasingly in-demand cast. When the dust began to settle after the acquisition, Disney announced that The New Mutants would be released on April 8, 2020, two years after it was originally scheduled. Variety claimed the studio was, quote, unimpressed with the movie and didn't anticipate much box office potential. Of course, they also were not thrilled with the dismal performance and fan response for Dark Phoenix when it released in summer 2019. Through all the conjecture and fluctuation, the much-discussed reshoots never did take place. Boone finally got to finish the movie he had set out to make, or at least the more subdued, Fox-mandated version. There had been rumors that a post credit scene would involve actor John Hamm appearing as Mr. Sinister, the leader of the nefarious Essex Corporation, revealed in the movie to be the employer of Dr. Reyes. Producer Simon Kinberg later refuted that, stating that Sinister would have instead been introduced in Channing Tatum's Gambit movie, which had its own production turmoil before eventually disintegrating after Disney's consumption of Fox. But there was another ending tease that came closer to reality. Boone had planned to introduce Roberto da Costa's father, to be played by Antonio Banderas, setting him up as an antagonist for the sequel. A second New Mutants movie would have also featured the Hellfire Club, the body-possessing mutant Karma, and the techno-organic alien Warlock. When the X-Men were still part of Fox, the idea had been to intersect the New Mutants sequels with Xavier's established group in the main X-Men titles, ushering in a new era of mutants. And after the Disney deal, there had been speculation that the movie could be detached from its X-Men origins and potentially serve as the introduction of mutants to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ultimately, nothing quite that interesting happened. Instead, as the spreading coronavirus pandemic was shutting down businesses in early 2020, the movie was pulled from its April release, since there wouldn't be any theaters open to show it. While Disney and other studios began unloading their pending movies to streaming services and video on demand, some wondered why The New Mutants wasn't meeting the same fate. But a condition of the Fox merger was that the movie was contractually obligated to receive a theatrical release. And so, it waited. Almost three years after it finished filming, The New Mutants finally arrived on screens on August 28, 2020, right in the middle of the ongoing worldwide health crisis. Unsurprisingly, its box office performance was weak, finishing with $24 million domestic and $44 million worldwide, on a budget reported to be $67 million. Critical and fan response was also mixed, although years of added anticipation probably didn't help. But the movie did manage to distinguish itself as an unorthodox superhero movie, infusing the familiar comic book genre with supernatural horror overtones. Sure, it raises some questions, like the bizarre strategy of a single person running a facility designed to evaluate extremely dangerous mutants, or how a girl who can teleport allows herself to be placed in solitary confinement, or why nobody seems to associate sudden strange happenings with the arrival of a mutant with undetermined abilities. But let's be honest, logic is rarely the primary consideration in comic book movies. 
For the director and cast, a lot happened in the extended stretch of time while they waited for their efforts to be seen by the world. Maisie Williams put Game of Thrones behind her as the HBO series came to an end and abruptly faded from the pop culture landscape. Josh Boone fulfilled his dream of adapting Stephen King's epic novel The Stand to a miniseries and included Henry Zaga in the critical role of Nick Andros. Charlie Heaton is now on his fourth season of Netflix's wildly successful Stranger Things. And Anya Taylor-Joy has become renowned from her work in material like Emma and The Queen's Gambit as she prepares to play young Furiosa in George Miller's Mad Max prequel. But with the new mutants, the world of mutants as we know it is now in the past. Fans of the X-Men-related movies and comics now patiently wait to see how these superpower beings will emerge in their new home in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thank you for watching. If you like what you see, please subscribe to our Joe Blow Videos channel, tell your friends who like this sort of content, and turn on the bell to receive notifications for all our latest videos. We are an independent company, and we appreciate your support.